In a big move to end tax terror, Finance Minister Nirmala Sitharaman introduced the Taxation Laws Amendment Bill in the Lok Sabha to scrap the draconian retrospective tax amendment of 2012 that had made indirect transfer of Indian assets prior to 2012 taxable. The government said, "Quote." The bill proposes to amend the Income Tax Act 1961 so as to provide that no tax demand shall be raised in future on the basis of the said retrospective amendment. End quote. The bill further proposes to refund the principal amount paid in these cases without any interest, provided that the companies withdraw pending litigations against the government and drop their claims. Nine years back, the UPA regime had implemented this policy, allowing hefty capital gains to be slapped in cases where a change in ownership occurred overseas while business assets were in India. Now, the government has demanded thousands of crores in retrospective tax on prior transactions in 17 cases, among them telecom company Vodafone and gas company Can Energy. Some of the tax demands have also run into long-drawn legal battles which have miffed foreign investors. While this move is being touted to be an effort to rectify those older mistakes and may even provide some respite to Vodafone which is on its last legs, there's also the question of why this reversal came so late from the government despite former finance minister the late Arun Jaitley staunchly criticizing what he had called the UPA government's quote-unquote tax terrorism. So why was the retrospective law introduced by the UPA and what has induced the Modi government to reverse it 7 years after coming to power? In this episode we invited the Quint's editor in chief Mr Raghav Behel to break down what the rollback of the retributive tax means and Mr Dinesh Kanabar an entrepreneur and international tax expert. You're tuned in to the big story the podcast where we dissect the headline making news for you and I'm your host Shorbari Ever since the retrospective tax was introduced by former president of India and finance minister the late Pranam Mukherjee it has only drawn criticisms but let's also look at how it came about In 2007 UK's Vodafone group had bought a 67% stake in Hutchison in a 11 billion dollar offshore deal This transaction included the telecom business and other assets of Hutchison in India and the Indian government wanted to tax that sale and demanded rupees 7999 crores in capital gains but of course Vodafone challenged the move in the Bombay High Court and later in the Supreme Court and in 2012 the Apex Court held that capital gains made from indirect transfer of business assets in India cannot be taxed under the Income Tax Act 1961 And so that very year the then finance minister Pranam Mukherjee proposed the retrospective tax amendment that would empower the income tax department to retrospectively tax such deals or in other words charge a tax for transactions that had happened in the past before 2012 the move by the manmohan singh led government was of course heavily criticized by investors internationally who felt that it was an unreasonable and a vindictive ask but long after the upa went out of power among the 17 cases of tax demands the two companies that find mention every time this tax is talked about are vodafone and can energy the quince editor in chief raghav behel explains why 
So finally, the government has realized its folly and it has uh, rolled back uh, uh, the retrospective tax amendments that were done in 2012. Let me remind you what happened then. Uh, at that time, uh, the government of India had lost the Vodafone tax case in the Supreme Court and therefore it was very unhappy with that loss. And therefore, in almost like a retributive uh, move, uh, it brought in a tax amendment which said that these kinds of transactions, the Vodafone kinds of uh, indirect asset transfers will go will now be tacked retrospectively all the way back to 1962 for 50 years we will go back and reopen cases everybody told the government this was a bad idea please don't do it but the government was adamant uh, 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 former finance minister pranam mukherjee then was completely adamant that he had to uh, he had to do this and therefore this resulted in uh, in a lot of criticism and a lot of uh, very uh, punitive uh, action by uh, the government's tax department anyway in 2014 uh, uh, when the Modi government came in, it was widely expected that in the very first budget, uh, finance minister, then finance minister Arun Jaitley would, would roll this amendment back, would nullify it, but he did not. To, the, to everyone's surprise, he did not. Uh, and what is worse, uh, the Modi government then went ahead and did another Vodafone, but this time on Ken Energy. So a similar punitive action was, uh, was done on Ken Energy. Uh, for uh, for a restructuring that they had done way back in 2006-7, way back in 2006-7, but the tax uh, was imposed on uh, on them uh, in 2014-15, uh, uh, when the government actually went uh, beyond just the imposition of a tax. It actually uh, forcibly acquired uh, the 10% shareholding that Ken Energy held in uh, in in the company that they had sold to Vedanta, the company that was doing uh, exploration in Barmer, that was sold to Vedanta. Ken Energy had retained a 10% stake. The government of India, the government of India, impounded those shares took them over, sold them in the market and said they will recover the tax even while the matter was under adjudication. They also, uh, you know, impounded their uh, dividends. They also uh, held back their tax refunds so that uh, uh, the whole world was telling India that this was a wrong thing to do. Don't do it. Uh, but the government of India went ahead and this was then the Modi government which did that. So, uh, frankly, there is equal blame on the Manmohan Singh government and the Modi government for being uh, uh, so, um, so um, retributive. As Mr. Raghav Bell points out, despite criticising the UPA's quote-unquote tax terrorism, the NDA government did no better after coming to power. Many have said that the Modi government is correcting mistakes made by the previous government. However, some are also pointing out that it's come a little too late. After the Modi government came to power in 2014, it was highly anticipated that the government would roll back the retrospective tax. But instead, the government went after Cairn Energy. According to reports, a sum of about Rs 1.10 lakh crores was sought in taxes from 17 entities, but a huge chunk of it was from Cairn Energy worth about Rs 7,900 crores. But why roll back now after seven years in power? That's a pertinent question to ask. Now, both Vodafone and Cairn Energy challenged this separately in international arbitration courts and both the rulings were in their favour. And it's also interesting to know that the move to scrap this tax comes less than a year after a three-member arbitration tribunal at The Hague ordered India to give a refund of Rs 8,800 crores or about $1.2 billion to Cairn with interest in December last year. The court had said that India was, quote-unquote, in breach of the guarantee of fair and equitable treatment that goes against the UK-India bilateral treaty. However, the government of India didn't agree to the refund and kept asserting their sovereign right to tax. But since the ruling, 
this British oil company has been demanding their refund and to that effect it has also identified substantial assets that it can recover its compensation from one of them being Air India which the company argued was pretty much the alter ego of the country it has also been reported that last month Cairn Energy also secured an order from a French court authorizing the freezing of Indian government assets in Paris valued at over 20 million euros so was that the tipping point Dinesh Kanabar an entrepreneur and international tax expert weighs in could very well be the tipping point because uh, in so far as Vodafone was concerned the government had filed an appeal uh, in Singapore courts uh, given against arbitration award for Kane that was filed but the two things were happening one was that repeatedly there was this noise about this government not addressing tax terrorism a term which it had itself coined number one number two india is looking at increasing investments uh, with emerging as a credible alternative to china and here was international press france etc etc passing orders against the government so yes i believe it should have been the tipping point kane energy was operating as a branch kane after the discovery of all oil wanted to do a ipo and to do an ipo it so to say transferred the branch to a wholly owned subsidiary there was no sale there were no gains realized and while that may have been discovered the way it happens is once the law is amended the tax guy is going to look back and say who all are impacted so it's not only kane there is wns there is mitsubishi there are so many others who have, who have received notices so it was covered by that amendment in the case of kane the unfortunate part was that there was no gain which kane made it was simply an internal transfer and it was the gain arising because when kane was sold to vedanta taxes were paid there were no issue there but this was an internal transfer in the case of hutch at least hutch made a gain because it sold something to uh, uh, um, uh, 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 vodafone but here there was no gain made by it was a pure internal restructuring on which taxes were recovered what of course i could not understand is why did it take government last 5 6 months not to accept the arbitration award and go in appeal and thereafter make an amendment but as mr kanabar said the center did not scrap the law before moving an appeal in netherlands the u turn came about because the government felt cornered raghav behel says what remains to be a point of worry however he points out is the fact that the center is willing to only refund the principal amount of the tax the government of india uh, it clearly was as i said in a corner they feared seizures uh, they knew that uh, uh, what they had done was bad in law uh, and therefore they tr- they have tried to make the best of a very bad situation by withdrawing it's welcome that they have withdrawn but what still i think is a bit of a worry is the fact that they have said they will return only the principal amount of the tax that they took that they will neither give costs nor will they give damages nor will they give interest now i can understand you don't give costs and damages i can i can understand that but interest interest should be given because if the government of india has taken my money uh, and has held on to it 3 4 years back even today when uh, the government of india loses a tax case the taxpayer uh, is given a refund along with interest so why not have the same principle that would be applied uh, and the last point i want to make here is that uh, i hope i hope that there has been some back channel uh, discussions with ken and vodafone that they will accept 
uh, this new law of the government. So I can only hope that back channel diplomacy was done, an agreement was made uh, and that this matter will be put to sleep because if it's not and arbitration continues and litigation continues, then not much purpose would have been served, at least in the Ken case. Of course, going forward, it's a very positive move. Now, the government has agreed to refund over rupees 12,000 crores, that too while we're in the middle of a pandemic. But Ken has only said that it has noted the government's decision and that they'll be monitoring the situation before giving an update. And I'm just going to read out the company's official statement for you. Quote, We have noted the introduction to the Indian Parliament of the Taxation Laws Bill 2021, which proposes certain amendments to the retrospective taxation measures that were introduced by the Finance Act 2012. We are monitoring the situation and will provide a further update in due course. End quote. But is it also possible that Ken could simply disagree? Mr. Kanabar believes that there would be a slim likelihood of that happening. And I really can't give that answer. But logically, I would believe that Kane would want to put this issue behind. Uh, if you see Kane Energy today, Kane, there, were, there used to be a promoter. It was a company which acquired for $1 all the gas oil fields in India, made such a huge gain. And all the investors today, are financial investors, FIIs, etc. If you go to the shareholding of Kane Energy, it is all FIIs, the Aberdeens of the world, etc. And I do think that nobody would really want to fight a sovereign. Uh, it was only because Kane was put into a corner. Uh, uh, because remember, unlike Vodafone's case, there was coercion on Kane. The shares that Kane UK held in India were confiscated, sold, and monies realized. It is only in such a situation that an organization take, takes on a sovereign. So logically, I, I said I can't vouch for it, but logically I would think there's a very, very high and a significant possibility that Kane will simply accept the order. Kane tends to lose a number of things. First, when it gets the money back, there could be an exchange loss. Second, it will not get interest. Third, it will have to waive off all the penalties and whatever else. And all of that notwithstanding, I would think that Kane would be well advised and I think it is being so well advised that it should simply move on and take the money. I would be very, very surprised if it does not accept it. Had the Modi government rolled back retrospective taxation in 2014, India would be deemed transparent and an open economy. Though it's better late than never, can the latest move repair India's reputation? If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts.